This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by our bannermen, Lord Jason of House Ross, Lady Amanda of House Richardson, Lord Adam the Young Bull of House Parker, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, Sandy the Dragon, Blood of Queen Daenerys, and Lady of Jameson, Lord Nelson of the Long Isle, Sir Joshua of House Ross, Lady Liz of House Hendricks, Sir Matthew of House Perry. This podcast is protected by Lord Hunter the Foulmouthed, Lady Amanda of House Ryan, Lady Rajal of House Stevens, Sir Ron of House Golson, Lord Robert the Unfrozen of House Butler, Lord Paramount of Skagos Island. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight, Fist of the Dragon, Maker of Gains. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful, Stealer of Hearts, Bandit of Time, Hero of Shreve. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we are into Tyrion II of Clash of Kings, and in our Maester's study we will be discussing uh, Jacelyn Bywater. Yeah, Sir Ezra, back... Um, on the mic, he was a little, you know, had the flu. <laughs> the, yeah. Uh, you know, you know, it happens, man. I, you <laughs> know, but it sucks because I tried talking to you and uh, I couldn't hear a word that was coming out of your mouth. Oh, it was bad. So, Actually, the, the more I talk, like I kind of get this is too much information, but like, you know, you got all that stuff, all that crud built up and it's like um, trying to still talk through it all. It's just a little mm-hmm. crazy. So but I sound a little weird or different, you know. It is what it is, but yeah, it's flu season, man. You know, you get your flu shots, right? I encourage uh, PSA, bend the knee PSA right here. Get your flu <laughs> shots. Yeah, man. I it's so, I, and I was shocked. Like my family had had the flu, and different like friends and stuff, and all of my students, and I was just like, okay, I'm good. You know, I thought I was good. I was like, I'd made it through, and then uh, I went on a little road trip, which was like an 18 hour drive, and probably mm-hmm. my immune system was shot. Uh, and you know, there was like a flu advisory down in Texas when I was down there. So I was like, this sucks. And sure enough, I got it. So whatever. But it's all right, though. We're back. We're back after it. And uh, we got some fun, kind of exciting stuff uh, to talk about. I am just uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling motivated. Like I actually feel for once that I just I don't have a whole lot like things are planned out. I took some time to say, OK, if I'm not going to if we're not going to get the episode out, um, we're going to like get a schedule going, get some stuff down on my calendar, mm-hmm. uh, look at upcoming cons, go ahead and buy those tickets, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, oh gosh, even went ahead and upgraded some more equipment. I love me and me and equipment, man. I love equipment. You know, I just love me too. God, I love new equipment and just, and working with it and trying to make, make something better and more polished. So I don't know, dude, just, uh, just stoked right now. So, um, but how about you, man? You've been all right. You've been good. Yeah, I've been good, man. Just keeping busy. Um, there's a lot of, you know, diving back into the content, doing some more deeper reads. There's been quite a bit of news recently. Uh, we'll get to that here in a bit. Um, still on Winds of Winter watch. Yep. Uh, you know, if I see a single snowflake out there, I think 
are we getting winds of winter? Yeah. Is this a sign? <laughs> is this a sign? <laughs> is, is this, is this, uh, is this a sign? God. Um, so, but yeah, man, just been, uh, doing good so far. I'm, I'm keeping strong to my new year's resolutions. Nice. Down, down a couple pounds, uh, getting ready perhaps for ice and fire con. Maybe you'll see us there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Serezra and I have a, a get together to do for some Patreon rewards. You know, we have an axe throwing contest we need to do, and um, an archery contest, which we should have done, but uh, unfor- you know, last time I was in Ohio it was for unfortunate circumstances, yeah, so yeah. didn't get to have that happen. But uh, yeah, let's just say you know, Serezra and I are, we're planning some big things for the podcast. Yeah. So we are some travels, some travels, uh, and and maybe even some uh, get a chance to kind of meet some of you. Uh, we will definitely. Mm-hmm. I will definitely let you know the the cons that I will be at. What, even if it's not a Game of Thrones related con, mm-hmm. um, I'm definitely gonna let people know. I now have a free place to stay in Atlanta, dude. So I'm like, perfect. There's like several cons we can go to there that I'm like, let's go. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and I, ha- I have chosen the first um, item we're gonna do from the Game of Thrones cookbook. Uh, we're gonna do a bowl of brown. We thought that was kind of maybe you know <laughs> the best place to start. Yeah. Uh, so, um, just kind of, um, getting that, uh, set up, you know, trying to figure out, you know, once you start filming stuff, um, you know, so we, I've been talking about, or we're going to want to do that probably in February Well, it's almost February. So, um, you know, getting like, how do I want to light it? How do I want to shoot it? How do I want, I want to make it, you know, I don't want to just be like, okay, here's me walking around a kitchen. Okay. And then you, you know, I, I, we, I mean, we try to keep, we try to keep things as high quality as possible. I mean, I would watch you just walking um, around the kitchen, bro. I mean, just, you know. And just make just making a bowl making a bowl of brown. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. So, uh, stay tuned for that. It's going to be um, probably on our Ben the Knee YouTube page. I'm not even tied. I may make just a new YouTube page for it, so it makes it a little bit easier um, for those of you that do like to listen on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but that'll be posted in the Facebook group and ever everything. So uh, I am getting uh, getting that going. We'll probably be um, recording that here in a couple weeks, and then. Uh, beginning to post those and then i think what we're gonna do is uh possibly pick like three um items from the cookbook and then just let people vote on it yeah and on, on the patreon and then maybe in the facebook group and stuff like that and just kind of go from there yeah um but yeah i did, did kind of a, did, i was doing some studying on that last week what's what's because have you ever have you, you and i have looked at the cookbook and we've done a couple things um, this is the official game of thrones cookbook right um for a, our mead meat and che- cheese series we're doing um some of these things are like you need snake for like i don't know where i go buy where i would go buy a snake to do some of these dornish dishes like dishes like where do you where do you buy a dead a dead snake to cook it and <laughs> I, I i'm out i'm not doing that no one. so you know but exactly so and then some of these are like you need to age wine for three months it's like well uh, okay I, guess I better get started <laughs> uh, uh so yeah yeah that's cool that's awesome yeah i mean never forget that we I mean, YouTube is where we were at, man. We were mm-hmm. doing some YouTube stuff, so that was that was fun. That was some crazy times. Yeah, and that's gonna be that's definitely gonna be something twenty twenty this year with you know all of our projects. Uh, Bend the knee. Um, we're gonna be doing a lot more uh, YouTube content, adding that in, and so uh, Bend the knee. We're gonna be doing that kind of mead, meat, and cheese series. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, doing some doing some of the stuff in the Game of Thrones cookbook. I know we've had some people on the Instagram, um, Lady Sarah, who was doing it there for a while, and I thought it was really cool and people really liked it so yeah yeah for sure and actually while we're on just talking about kind of uh, upgrades and and some of this stuff here with youtube i want to give a huge shout out to uh james nutter um who is Mm -hmm. 
killing it on YouTube right now. He's actually the guy who designed our website and has helped you know mm-hmm. keep that running and everything. And he's just a, a, a good dude. And uh, I just started posting as well again, trying to get back into you know all things fantasy and kind of doing like a a fantasy you know um, right channel books whatever uh, reactions reviews all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, man, he he's he's killing it. Uh, so go check him out. That's James Nutter. And uh, he's I asked him I was like, dude, lighting, what's up? I mean, how that looks good. And and so he's just uh, it's kind of cool. He said that I guess listening to you know to to bend the knee, getting back into. Um, a song of ice and fire has really just inspired him to to really dive more into fantasy and stuff. So it's the fantasy, the fantasy nutwork as uh, is, is his channel. It's fantastic. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, so perfect. Yep. Okay. All right, man. Well, uh, we got a little bit of news here. Um, it seems uh, Gurr was kind of asked, and some people pointed this out in the Facebook group, um, kind of about Winds of Winter, which which he's responded, "It's not done yet." <laughs> Which, of course, is uh, uh, nothing short of what we would expect at at this point. But, um, yeah. you know, he just simply... I don't even care. Uh, it will be done. So I'm good, you know. Yes. He says it's not yet finished. Um, yeah. y- you know, it's just... Who knows? Again, we talk about it all the time. We'll, we'll see. No. We'll see. And, Every you know, nuance we'll matters. Ahead. Okay. So we, even though we may say the same thing over and over about this, it matters what is... You know, like how he said something, when, what time of day, night, whatever. You know, it, it guys, it's there's something, there's something to all this. So we're watching the signs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And, and uh, but the biggest, I think, kind of the the biggest thing is, um, he was asked about the book's ending. Yeah. <clears throat> Just the books in general, and he said that they may not be the same. Right. Yeah, which I think is is the most interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's wild. Okay, I, this was cool. I loved this. I I, I, I screenshotted. I sent you a, a text and just said, "Dude, let's go." I mean, w- one person. So the the article I'm looking at is from um the New York Daily News, and uh, they're just they're just kind of talking about he he was over at what in Germany talking to the the, the German press or something mm-hmm. and. People had to like translate this and try to figure out what was what was he actually saying here. Um, you know, one of, to to quote him here, one of the things he said that uh, you know, winds of winter and a dream of spring uh, might not unfold like the TV show. Uh, he said, "quote People know an ending, but not the ending." Uh, so mm-hmm. you know, it's like the makers of the TV not show, the end, yeah, yeah, which I think is is the important is the important thing, there. right? Right. So. Um, he does say, you know, the makers of the TV show had overtaken me, which I didn't expect. Uh, so there's that. He, he added that the final season of the show wasn't, uh, quote, completely faithful to his planned ending. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, there's this, uh, it, it, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. And also I think a lot of people kind of said like, it can't be. And that's, I remember coming out of season eight going, Two different things, hundred percent. Even going into it, they were preaching that from the from the get go. That like, hey, they, they actually years ago. Once they realized that they had passed him, um, mm-hmm. I think George maybe I don't know, kind of said, all right, you guys are on your own. Like, I I can't. I'm not giving away. I'm not going to give away a bunch of secrets. You know, um, or you know, it. I, he he can't, mm-hmm. he can't give away the big, you know, points plot points in his stories. So. I think he mm-hmm. was he had to be okay with saying, yeah, let let this be 
different. Let HBO make their own ending for this. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. It was, oh, okay. So one of the articles that I saw was like, they, they kind of took stuff out of context and was a little bit clickbaity where it was kind of saying that basically Daenerys doesn't kill, you know, or that John doesn't kill her, that she might not actually die in the end. She could live all the way through. And I think they were kind of taking some liberty there a little bit with that. I don't know that he actually said that. I don't think, you know, George is not going to come out and say, yeah, that character doesn't actually die. No, he's he's cer- he's certainly he's certainly not going to give anything that significant yeah. just away. Yeah. So, but it was yeah. just the idea um, that it's different. So, And I will say really quick, I wanted to mention this. Somebody sent us a message in uh, through Facebook um, a couple like last week. Uh, Lady Joe sent us things. She said, hey, Sir Ezra and Sir Matt, I'm not usually one to start rumors, but thought this was too interesting not to share. So here goes. Um, She listens to a book review podcast called The Bookshelf. It's an Australian podcast, which is part of ABC Radio um, in Australia. And one of the reviewers had mentioned that she had just read an 800 page Uh, epic fantasy that was under a very strict embargo so she wasn't allowed to discuss anything further about it but just simply that she was reading something like that now an 800 page epic fantasy that would be under a very strict embargo does i mean it could be anything yeah but I do think it's yeah. Just saying that's how because um, I read a lot of video game news and stuff, um, and and you always see that kind of stuff where stuff is under um, like a very strict embargo. People are given total you know non disclosure agreements. You have to uh, to be able to talk about like games and and stuff like that. Especially when, anytime a new video game system comes out, um, that's like when like stuff is like the most hardcore. So like this year we're going to get PlayStation Five. We're going to get the new Xbox. Um, and so like people obviously have them, but they're like. N- you know, completely not allowed, right, to talk about it. Yeah, just like yeah. just like sometimes, just like just like how people in the Oscar Academy, uh, the Oscar Academy, get review copies of movies like weeks before they come out, um, and they're obviously you know part of their agreement in in doing so is they are obviously not allowed to just reveal the whole thing. So, right, right, okay. Well, yeah. So, I mean, who this is somebody who. Do they review stuff or they I mean, how would they? Yeah, that's what that's what that's what it looks. Well, I mean, it, it could be, you know, it could be a. Um, like a test, a screen test, you know, they do screen yeah. tests of movies where they where they, they just show people here. Here's our movie. What do you think before they go back to the drawing board and edit a little bit? You know, you bring in, you know, they, people companies do that all the time before they release a new project or product. You know, they'll bring people in, you know, do like where, you know, they have them sit in the room and, and talk about something. And you see it with political candidates, you know, we're like, OK, what do you think? And then, you know, you just get some people saying that stuff so they can kind of test and see, OK, does this trend well with, sure. you know, women? Does this trend well with, you know, older men? Like, who's your who what group's going to buy this product or huh. or whatever? OK. And so, yeah. I'm just, yeah. And so it it could be something like this. I didn't listen to the episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, she said it's from it. She said it's from their most recent episode. And again, it's just somebody simply saying that they've recently read something under very strict embargo. That is roughly an 800 page fantasy. Could be literally any book. But Winds of Winter would be roughly that that size. So. Um, yeah, I think there are a lot more signs as we kind of look yeah. to it being close. So huh. anyway, I just thought it was interesting. You said that and I was like, "Ooh, I got to I definitely have to um, I have to check that out. So. Yeah. Well, we've asked people if you if you hear rumors or you uh, if there's anything that kind of comes up that you're thinking looks looks or sounds interesting. Um, definitely mm. send us a Raven. Yeah, because that's absolutely something to consider. I guess I I don't know. Um, 
Dang, that wouldn't that be good, Lord? That you'd Insane. have to really trust some. I mean, that would be. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's like it's crazy to think that somebody might have had access to something that was untitled and a portion of it or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Even even if it's not the whole thing, yeah, I don't know. It just it's awesome. I I'm telling you, it's Absolutely. this year. It's this year he's announcing. I think so. That it's. Done. I think so too. So, I think I think so. Too. I'd wager yeah. money. So. Oh, okay, cool, awesome. Um, yeah. So it, I think what we're going to do too, we talked about in our extended edition, possibly talking about what we think maybe the ending of this series is going to be. Uh, in in the book, if it's different, if it's book, yeah, yeah, yeah in in the books, if it's different. Um, so we'll definitely talk more about this later at the. Uh, post show, I guess you know. Uh, it just—it's fascinating to me to think that this, because I kept telling myself when people were were really getting on the showrunners and stuff for season eight, I thought, guys, maybe, maybe this is—you know—he told he told them this is who needs to be king, this is who needs to be killed, and this is who kills the the great other or whatever the night king. There is no night king, right? But you know, whatever. It's just. Maybe he told him that kind of stuff. I don't know. I just then again, you look at the Night King being a complete, you know, creation for for the show. It just, I, it's it's going to be completely different, and that that excites me. That makes me happy, and I, I'm, I, I'm just more and more pumped to do Green Dreams to think about where characters are at the end of their their arc right now, where we left them in a dance. So and we've got Ravens today, kind of to talk about that uh, a little bit. So. It's exciting. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Whew. all right, man. You know, wins wins watch always. Yep, we're always we're always on always on wins watch. So, yeah. um, okay. So, do we have a do we have a, do we have a new poll this week? Uh, yeah, we do. Um, yeah. Let me just uh, try to clear my uh, sinuses a little bit here. Uh, yeah. So we have a poll. Um, here we go. Lord Robert the Unfrozen of House Butler hooking us up here again and this is something i actually i talked about this character a little bit maybe too much but i i think it's fascinating uh so this week's poll is is um is alaris of old town actually sorella sand snakes um I, and i think when we go back here overwhelmingly the answer was yes so we had uh over you know 20 plus um votes on mm. this and it was it was definitely overwhelmingly uh yes that alaris is actually sorella so uh, that's cool. I, I've actually, if you go back, man, I don't know, over a year ago, I was talking about uh, um, Sorella possibly being Rainey's, you know, Targaryen and and looking Dornish and all the connections that were there, being born of the you know same age and and stuff. It uh, so, and the only thing that stopped me on that theory was a was a so spake uh Martin where he kind of came out and and and, and shut it yeah. down. I'm I'm still on board that one. She that Alaris is Sorella Sand. Mm-hmm. Yep. And two that Sorella Sand yeah. is Rainey's Targaryen. <laughs> I'm with I'm with that. Yeah. I I I think I think there's more. It'd be crazy. Um, It'd be th- crazy. That means yeah. Because at this point, I mean, it just it does seem more and more likely that. And again, it could just be because we're all within in wins withdrawal. Um, that everyone is everyone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you you could turn anybody into you know any other character at this point. Yeah, or actually no, not everyone is everyone. Everyone is no one. You know, like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, hey, this week we're gonna talk about a pretty. Uh, there, there's 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 some there's some lines in this, um, 
chapter we're going to get into today, which is the basis of an enormous kind of uh, ridiculous theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, if you go back, we did an episode um, uh, is Bruce Bolton a vampire, which is. A, oh, yeah. Which is, is definitely one. And there is another one you should check out is uh, Varus a merman. And a lot of that comes from today's <laughs> a passage in today's chapter, man. Yeah. So uh, you know, I mean, the people are like, "I think Varus is a merman." Like, okay, so anybody, anybody could be anybody. Yeah, they get kind of ridiculous, and and I I love. I mean, again, uh, we've always told people send us those ravens because I don't really care how ridiculous it is. It may spark another thought, and it may take us down another rabbit hole or a different direction. So I'm the crazier, the better. Uh, sometimes we have to kind of weed through some pretty crazy stuff uh, in our, our inbox, but that's okay. It, it always uh, keeps us kind of thinking and stuff. So, so yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let's see here. Let's uh, so that was the captain's report. Let's move over, move over here to the, oh yeah, let's uh, hit up the maester study real quick. Um, before mm-hmm. we dive in here, I'll let uh, Sir Matt get ready for the reread. But so this is Jason Bywater and, I just wanted to kind of, in an effort to to mention and uh, focus in on some of these other characters, this is a tad, I mean, this is a reread podcast, so we I think we're, we can talk a little bit about this character just kind of moving forward. What I thought is interesting, um, so in the chapter we're about to read, we are introduced to to Jason Bywater, and it's a it's a character who, uh, he, he serves as an officer in the city uh, watch of King's Landing, uh, otherwise known as the Gold Cloaks. He is the captain of the Mud Gate, and I just think it's really cool how Tyrion, he's questioning um, Slint about events that took place in a Game of Thrones and things that happened with Eddard Stark, and he doesn't like what's, what's you know, we'll, we'll get into all of that. There's, there's a, he's just, he's, it's, it's fantastic how Tyrion um, is able to piece all this together, figure out the right person to, to place some blame on. And land on on Jason being the guy to replace uh, Slint in the um, in the City Watch, and for him to be the new kind of commander of the City Watch. So this guy's really cool, and, and uh, he, he has a, he's nicknamed Iron Hand. And I thought about this. I'm like, I forgot the connection between Jamie Lannister's Golden Hand and uh, Jason Bywater's Iron Hand, and how. Really, the idea kind of comes around later on that when uh, Jamie comes back and he is in need of a hand, <laughs> he thinks of and they they reference Iron Hand, this guy who he had lost his hand during I think it was the um, Greyjoy Rebellion and was knighted afterwards by Robert Baratheon. So, just a sort of a random character. I won't really talk about the end and where, what happens to him and and some of the conspiracy stuff that's going on with with Tyrion and um, yeah the. Battle of uh, the Blackwater because that's that's a whole other thing and and I I look forward to discussing those chapters but he's around for for quite a bit um, and he's referenced again in the Storm of Swords so we'll kind of pay attention to him and just just note that um, he's mentioned briefly we do see him and he is now the commander of the City Watch and he kind of takes over for um, Janice Lint so mm-hmm. yeah all right yeah perfect. All right, well, let's dive on into uh, the reread here. Uh, last week we were with Catelyn 1, where Catelyn watches as her son, King Robb Stark, was present, present, uh, presented his peace terms to his envoy, uh, Sir Cleos Frey. 
Afterward, Catelyn argued with Rob over his refusal to exchange Jamie Lannister and his plan to send Theon Greyjoy back to the Iron Islands. Later, Catelyn discusses the war with Brendan Tully as they plan an alliance with the King Renly Baratheon. This week, we're into Tyrion too, but the last time we were with Tyrion, Tyrion had met with the small council uh, and assumed his position as acting hand of the king. After dismissing the council, he and Cersei discuss all that has happened in King's Landing, and Cersei grudgingly accepts him as hand. Later, Tyrion travels to the Broken Anvil, where he finds Var- that Varys has already discovered his mistress, Shay. This week, uh, Tyrion dines with Lord Janus Slint. Uh, they discuss the murder of King Robert's bastard daughters um, at Eddard Stark's execution and candidates for commander of the City Watch. Tyrion then has Slint taken into, cons- into custody to join the Night's Watch. Afterward, he discusses the same topics with Varys. Mm-hmm. So, um, as always, I'll read a little bit of the uh, first uh, part here. Jaina Slint was a butcher's son, and he laughed like a man chopping meat. More wine, Tyrion asked him. I should not object, Lord Jaina said, holding out his cup. He was built like a keg, and it had a similar capacity. I should not object at all. That's a fine red from the arbor. Dornish, Tyrion gestured, uh, and his serving man poured. But for the servants, he and Lord Janus were uh, alone in the small hall at a small candlelit table surrounded by darkness. Uh, quite the fine Dornish wines are not often so rich. So uh, Tyrion is, um, he's kind of getting Lord Janus slant a little drunk here. Mm-hmm. Maybe to perhaps soften the blow that is uh, that is inevitably coming. Well, yeah, the, um, for sure. And he, he he's also he's he's trying to get at some information that uh, it's kind of crazy. Like like he goes through this whole process. So you really get to see Tyrion's, I guess, his wit mm-hmm. and some of his um, yeah, his his wit, his intelligence. I mean, he could get the same information. He ends up getting similar information from Varys later on, but he wanted to really have this sort of confrontation uh, flex his power a little bit mm-hmm. and have a showdown here with with slint uh because he's a bad dude and he he kind of helped jack some stuff up and and really they they even hint at um maybe more wrongdoing here uh, or, or other uh, alliances secret alliances or conspiracies behind even maybe cersei's back that she doesn't know mm-hmm. about so yeah it is it is sort of um he's got to get them all you know drunk and and uh willing to talk and and stuff and it's it's crazy in this chapter you, you watch like uh how he goes back and forth between like you know lord Tyrion and imp and dwarf and then back to lord Tyrion, and it's just mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of he loses he kind of he's an idiot man i freaking mm-hmm. god uh, slint i i just i he deserves what what, it, what he gets okay mm-hmm. that's what i'm gonna say yeah so real quick, I do want to say that this is uh, this chapter also, as I just read. So the Arbor wine, we've talked about this a little bit. Um, there is this big kind of theory about every time Gur references Arbor gold, like Arbor gold wine, um, that it represents deception or um, like trickery. Because every time there's uh, some big theories that break down just about every time it's referenced and there's always some sort of trickery involved in that chapter. Mm. Um, like it's it's reference. They're drinking Arbor wine when Joffrey's murdered at his wedding. Um, 
it appears when um, Danny is pregnant and she's about to drink um, the poisoned wine. It's that it's that type of wine. Um, it's referenced here when Tyrion uh, gets Janus lit drunk and then sends him to the wall. Um, and and so it's, it's just it's just interesting. And I just want to point it out because uh, it is kind of an, an interesting uh, theory that it just it just comes up a lot in, in these type of situations. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I've heard. I remember kind of hearing about that a little bit, just that there was um, it's some. Mm-hmm. Um, Tipping of the there hat is, or something. There, there is, there is kind of a bigger, a bigger theory about it. Now, it's it just, it, it could just be a coincidence, but it does happen to, uh, to come up a lot. So I just, I just thought it was interesting, and it is kind of, a, it is, it is another really cool theory. I think that at some point, um, we should do a deep, a deeper dive into. Perhaps maybe we'll do it in the extended edition today or something. But uh, we have Merman Varus to talk about as well. So you know, just, uh, I, you know, for we have some people that really like rabbit holes, and I just want to let them. Oh know, yeah. Point them point them to the holes and say well here you go well well here's something so i mean e- even a, a distinction i guess i like as we're talking about the the wine just real real briefly um mm-hmm. th- i didn't even notice this so like i'm looking at like i'm thinking oh yeah arbor arbor gold whatever and Tyrion says mm-hmm. it's dornish and so there there are tons of of like theories exactly between like the arbor versus dorn you know and versus mm-hmm. like um the this red wine uh, because he asked a question that's a fine red uh from the arbor uh dornish he said right and then they go on to talk about being a dornish uh wines are often rich and and yeah it's you know you're right at first it's it's thought to be from the arbor but then it's not so that's something you like another another layer almost to pay attention to right if you're gonna distinguish between Mm -hmm. between wines so that's (laughs) absolutely yeah it's crazy um yeah so yeah, he's getting him quite drunk, and and uh, we're gonna reveal some secrets here and kind of figure out what's going on. And, and you said this in the summary, but the the whole thing is, um, one we got we're we're kind of figuring out a little bit. Tyrion is just first of all he's pissed about how the whole Eddard Stark situation was handled, and yes, who wouldn't be? That's a big loss. It's a big uh, trading piece. It it he even brings up Jor Mormont. A couple times and and needing good men up there, regardless of alliances. Mm-hmm. Once you go to the watch, you're at the watch and you're protecting the kingdom, even though the other six kingdoms kind of think it's not real, foolish, or that the Night's Watch does nothing. Uh, Tyrion's been there, and he's been there more recently than a lot of folks, and so he knows that they really needed maybe Eddard Stark, and and he kind of has yeah, at least he he and John are are close, um, so he's not happy with that. The, the way things went down. And I think he wants to sort of know really what happened. He also wants to know why then afterwards, like Janus was, was involved in this whole um, killing of, of a child of, of a, mm-hmm. of yep. two innocents. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you got to think also, if you're Tyrion, you know, that was the former hand of the King. You're now the hand of the King. You want to make it very apparent that, the, that, that kind of treachery, that went on to overthrow the previous hand of the king is not going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean. So I think, I think, as his first move as hand of the king, um, he wants to remove any obstacles that could that could um, come up against his power. And so I think that's it's an incredibly smart move by Tyrion. Yeah, and it's funny because you know, again, I brought up um, this character. Um, Bywater, right? So the mm-hmm. captain of, of the of the city watch now, who's going to replace him here? 
uh, in, in just a minute, he starts asking about, you know, you put forward six names. I mean, who would you really say uh, your, your replacement should be? And he doesn't want it to be anybody who is as rigid or law-abiding as Jason Bywater because mm-hmm. clearly uh, Slint is willing to kind of bend the rules and fill his pocketbook or, you know, I mean, like that's that's crazy, right? I mean, the, like the hand of the king is speaking for the king. He, he asked you, he didn't, he actually had the permission to kind of like get the gold cloaks to do what was right and and said they were bought off they were they were paid for and they were turned against him and it's crazy cuz Varys weaves in this whole sort of like who has the power right is it the person with the money is it the king mm-hmm. because at the time right. you know you're looking at hand of the king um who is trying to act uh in in the best interest of the realm and and point out a false king if you will so yeah it, it's it's like where do you believe the power lies uh, situation that's that's set up here shortly. Uh, and, and Tyrion is wise to kind of sort of root this out and, and to root out this type of corruption because the seat that he sits in, one, he does have money and wealth, so that's good. Exactly. He also, though, is sitting in this position of, like, um, Joffrey's 13, and he is a... Um, he needs to have a regent, right? He is not of age. And so even though he's the king, and that's the case that, that Janus makes, right, is that well, the king is the king. And he said to do this, and so we went ahead and did it. And there is that kind of gray area, right, where, no, the king has a regent, his his mother, and you were supposed to listen to her. But you didn't. You conspired and seemingly um, knew. You almost, like, knew what Joffrey was going to do, and there was no chance for mother or anyone else, Varys, uh, for anyone to intervene b- because he just, he had... Um, Sir Ilan Payne and, and uh, Slint, uh, like, go forward with the execution immediately. There was no stopping it. So, yeah, he's, he, he doesn't want that, right? He's he's trying to get the right people around him who are going to make the right moves, and it's just he's a tactician, and he's he's super smart about this. So Exactly. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's also it, – it's also not just it's also not just removing any threat. It's also by putting your own man as the you know the the captain of the city's city city watch. You basically are also um you, you securing your power and not just removing a threat, but you're also kind of reestablishing your own authority. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because then it's like, well, now I know that I have my men there. I mean, that's one of the first. You know, Ned Stark. You know, never takes the city watch with him ever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, he's like, I, he's like, I only want to trust my men. Yeah. Um, and that's that's smart, too, because those are your you know, those are your people. We, that's who you that's who you want by you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's also why I think even Slint himself would want his own man, his right hand man put forward. That's why he, he's trying mm-hmm. to push for exactly. his guy. Exactly. If ever he's yeah. back in the city. Yeah, that's what you want. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because and then it's also like and then it's also making allies too. you if you're now moving up you give somebody else you know you give somebody else a hand up and now you've just made another ally as you you know as you said if you ever come back into the city mm-hmm. but uh, yeah yeah yep um so here we go let's move into some of this uh kind of uh, this terrible business with with the killing of mm-hmm. um, a mother and her child and we are we're introduced to this character um Alardim, who is a bad dude. I mean, he's feared in the streets. This is the guy that Slint is putting forward, and he's just not someone that Tyrion trusts. He's heard bad things about him, and then he kind of eventually gets what he wants here, right? He gets um, 
he gets Janice to kind of talk about how this this was the guy who he he put forward to to go kill um one of Robert's bastards. Mm-hmm. And that's some dirty business. Uh, it takes a pretty ruthless dude to go do that without hesitation and just to say, yeah, okay, without question, that was the order, and here I go, and I'm, I'm going to go handle this. And so this ends up being, Demon ends up being one of the characters who, like, later on, uh, once they're all kind of roped up and they're, and they're, they're uh, put right. on the ship, I mean, he mentions, like, if this guy falls over, like, if he goes overboard, not a bad thing. Not exactly. Like if yeah. he ends up dying, it's it's okay. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, he says yeah. Tell the captain it would not be taken amiss if that one should happen to be swept overboard before they reach uh, East Watch. Uh, and uh, not to jump too far ahead here, but that is where the Varus Merman yeah. <laughs> theory comes from. I have. I just happen to have. I was. I was yeah. trying to find it there uh, a second ago, and I just happened to found it. Um. So um. This is when he's talking to Varus a little bit later in the chapter. Uh, Tyrion sat alone, sipping at what remained of the uh, fine, sweet Dornish wine. Servants came and went, clearing the dishes from the table. He told them to leave the wine. When they were done, Varys came gliding into the hall, wearing uh, flowing lavender robes that matched his smell. Oh, sweetly done, my good lord. Then why do I have this bitter taste in my mouth? He pressed his fingers into his temples. I told them to throw Alardim into the sea, and I am sorely tempted to do the same with you. You might be disappointed at the result. Varys replied. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. storms come and go. The waves crash overhead. The big fish eat the little fish, and I keep on paddling. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Yep. I think he's a merman. He can breathe right. underwater. Yep. He can breathe underwater. <laughs> um, there is some more validity to it too, but again, I just I just wanted to point that out. Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, again, we just we just kind of point to the rabbit holes. Um, yeah, and be, then we go in. We inevitably go in them. So we, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, but. sometimes you sniff around. Sometimes you you poke your head in. Uh, sometimes you stick mm-hmm. an arm in there. Sometimes you just go right on in. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, look, Rhaegar Tar- Mance Raider is Rhaegar Targaryen. Uh, you know. A Shardane is Septa Lamore. Varys is a merman. I'm mm-hmm. in, I'm in for all of it. I am too. I am too. That's what makes it great. It's all mm-hmm. still it's all still um possible, <laughs> I guess. Um, okay. So uh, just to back up, just a, a, t- a tidbit exactly, yeah. here. Um, so I th- this part is interesting where where they're talking about it. it was a it was kind of a pity that um, he says this is Tyrion saying it was a pity that he wasn't here to see this execution and they say that Varys was surprised. Um, mm-hmm. and this is where Slint kind of gives, gives away that he was up to no good and, cons- and exactly. con- conspiring and doing things that even he didn't, um, that even Varys didn't truly, you know, maybe, maybe catch. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Cause he does yep. look surprised and he was like, he does know He knows everything they say. Well, he didn't know that. Um, how could he Tyrion put uh, the first hint of chill in his tone? He had, um, he had helped persuade my sister that Stark should be pardoned on the condition that he take the black. And this is where he kind of, he kind of like, you know, Slint's sort of like, wait, uh, he's reminded one that Cersei, the queen regent is his sister. And I, then he's sort of revealing like, yeah, what you did went counter to their plans. You freaking idiot. Right. Exactly. Yeah, this, is, this is where you kind of, you messed up here. And this is, I mean, Janus does he just doesn't believe him, right? He just doesn't really think that he holds this much power. And he starts talking about his friends, the king, that he's close with Joffrey, 
uh, and that mm-hmm. since he's close with Joffrey, well, or that he he's done stuff for Joffrey, that well, he must be close to all these other people, right? His Cersei, mother, and yeah, yeah, exactly, right. And maybe 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 not the case. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and again, you're talking to the acting hand. So, like, come on, I mean, right? Like, it's it. This is not um, it's not a joke. So it's not. It is. It is not. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <sighs> You know, and I'm just wondering, do you think that he's, you think he's getting him hammered so he'll reveal a little bit more? Yeah. Because he, you think so? Or do you think he's, or do you think he's doing it just to kind of no, I, soften, soften the blow a little bit? No, I truly, it, it really is that he's trying to figure out, um, he wants to, he wants to and know. Just, and just that, and just that Tyrion knows that he's, he's so dumb that he, he'll spill all the beans. Yeah. And, and he gets a couple important, important, um, pieces right here. So he gets that character Deem, right? He realizes that, mm-hmm. um, it, by getting him drunk, he gets him to reveal that was the guy that, that, um, he trusted very much with the task exactly. of doing that, uh, that job. So that guy he wants out of the city. He's done. Mm-hmm. He almost would exactly. be willing to execute that guy. Um, but yeah, so, so he wants those bad dudes out. He also wants to know maybe, you know, how much was Cersei involved? He's also trying to gauge for his father, like how much of this is just they can't control Joffrey or is Cersei also just a fool? Is she, mm-hmm. you know, and and he's going to learn that that really this is they've got a it's it's her bias. I mean, for her son and, and not wanting to maybe embarrass him publicly or or whatever she wants to back him now she finally has like her family her children who she cares about her child is on the throne he is going to be the king um and at the time it's sort of like okay is it i mean it was a big deal and it did it, it caused a war so i mean it is mm-hmm. it is a pretty big deal i almost started to say that like well maybe she's just You're right like, yeah let's let it go but yeah everyone on that stage is is shocked that joffrey orders that execution except for pain um, Ilan Payne and, and then, um, slit here. So, you know, like, mm-hmm. was he talking to the, did he pull sort of like, a, I'm going to pull these guys in because they're ruthless dudes and they're going to well, have a and, good laugh at this. Well, Ilan Payne, Ilan Payne isn't going to have a good laugh, but right. Yeah. But I mean, well, he's, but again, you know, we've talked before about Ilan Payne and what does he know? Because yeah, people can tell him all kinds of stuff and right. he can't really tell anyone. So that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's I definitely mean, a, a wild card for sure. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, just because of his, yeah, because of his condition. Yeah. So, um. So I mean. So basically, uh, Tyrion brings in um. Uh, Bywater, and uh, basically has Janus arrested, and is going to send him to the wall. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he kind of goes over like like um. He asks him about his sons, so he is at mm-hmm. least trying to set up his house a little bit and saying you're not you know. Your children are not going to get hair and all. They can build their own. Like the lordship mm-hmm. can pass along. Like with that, that'll be fine. Um, but uh, yeah, they're not getting hair and all. And that his son will make an arrangement for his daughter, and they're going to be taken care of in that regard. But then, yeah, otherwise, you're going to the wall. Have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he does. Well, and we'll obviously get to that uh, in a book or two. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. And so, and you know, he says, he says, uh, when you see Lord Commander Mormont, give him my fond regards and tell him that I have not forgotten about the needs of the night, night's watch. I wish you long life and good service, my lord. Mm-hmm. You know, and then yeah. that's then that's what he's kind of saying. You know, we'll see about that. We'll see, we'll see what Joffrey has to say about this. <laughs> 
Yeah, they're they're he's just I mean that's the other thing too. Tyrion's just doing his own thing here. He's acting quick. Um he's mm-hmm. making decisions yeah. and yeah, Lord, yeah. yeah Lord, Lord Slint, Tyrion called out, I believe you know Sir uh, Jocelyn Bywater, our new commander of the City Watch. And so mm-hmm. that's like kind of the, that's kind of like that ultimate power play because he was, you know, criticizing him earlier. Yep. And so it's just, yeah, exactly. So. Right, right. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, Tyrion comes in with more more knowledge than than um, than Jaina Slint really gives him credit for realizes. Or, or realizes that he has. Yeah, so uh, he's he's definitely... Uh, ahead of um, the game here, so mm-hmm. and, and really so that's it, yeah that that's that's that whole that's sort of that first part, and then the rest of this is is uh, Varys kind of stepping out right mm-hmm. from from nowhere. Um, yeah, well, Var- Varys uh, glides in. Let's let's you know make sure make sure that's said. So uh, <laughs> Var- yeah, Var- Varys glides in, and then they uh, start having a little bit of a conversation, and they're kind of just recapping some stuff that we already you know know um but like Tyrion's in a way kind of hearing it for the first time because Tyrion um you know was really traveling a lot in the last book and so sure. this is almost in a way kind of him being kind of brought up to speed um uh you know he says you know in the future you will tell me all you know everything you know you know he's basically this is this is also where Varys and Tyrion kind of start their friendship mm-hmm. um yeah. you, you know a little bit cuz they both love to play the game of thrones um so they're kind of just they're kind of just going back a, l- a little a little bit back and forth, um, you know, and the, kind of telling the story. You know, um, they're drinking wine. Uh, you know, I wonder what that noise was to uh, tell the grapes to keep still. My head is about to split. It was my sister. Uh, that was the and that was the also oh loyal Janus um, refused to say Cersei sent the gold cloaks to that brothel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Varys, um, you know, was nervous. Uh, he just, he just kind of joked ner- nervously. Um, so he had, so he had known all along. He left that yep. part out. Tyrion said, um, "Yeah." And so they're kind of just going back and forth, um, playing the game a little bit. Just again, kind of recapping stuff we we already kind of know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, one thing I want to cut in here real quick. Um, I think uh, Varys, a part of why their friendship, I guess, you know, takes off or builds, is that he sees Tyrion kind of on the same page as he was that mm-hmm. Eddard Stark should have been preserved and he should have been sent to the wall. Um, and now he's punishing those people who disrupted those plans. See, Varys mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily always have, he doesn't really have that power. And so he's seeing a guy come in saying, you know, that was a like what Varys and Cersei did to try to set this up and, and um, send him to the Night's Watch is a good thing. And these these other guys who are who are causing a ruckus and who are also they're kind of um it's almost like they're fueling the fire that is that mm-hmm. is Joffrey right and so now Tyrion is here to put it out and they I think mm-hmm. he sees that as a good thing also the fact that Tyrion is disgusted by these guys who could just go kill a child without really any hesitation that they could kill a babe and this again going back to Aegon and, and Rhaenys you know uh, Targaryen it's like. The, the reason why we believe that, that the, that that terrible thing did happen and all of Dorne believes that it happened is because, well, we, we have evidence of this happening here with a, um, you know, a whore and her, her um, bastard daughter. Like, this is, exactly. it's crazy. It, it Exactly. Well, you know, the thing I kind of find interesting about Tyrion is, and I think this chapter really um, kind of starts it up, starts to sum it up well. And I think again with with him and Varys is you know you look at the characters who like Cersei wants power, right? 
Mm -hmm. um, uh, Tywin wants power. Um, and then you kind of get the characters who don't necessarily. I would I wouldn't say power is necessarily their number one goal. Like I, I don't think Tyrion's number one goal is to have power. I think he's in a position of power, and he starts to he starts to begin to play the game because he know that it's 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 in his own benefit. Um, but I don't think I don't think he's like I want to be king. Um, mm-hmm. I think ultimately Tyrion, much like Varys, is I just kind of generally want what's best. Um, Later, it gets a little more muddied with Tyrion because he's kind of forced in a position where I don't know that he's necessarily going after Cersei uh, and right and and gaining the support of Daenerys because he truly believes it's what's best, or if it's if it's what's best for him, uh, in in, yeah. in 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 kind of the long run. But I I I, d- I just generally don't think that Tyrion's like oh I should be king. So yeah. I I think I think I think that's something that Varys kind of respects in him. For sure, yeah, yeah. Working for the the betterment of the realm, yeah. And if mm-hmm. this is a guy who's going to you know further that, then then okay. Um, mm-hmm. and he can see his intent here. He's he's talking. He can he he's kind of opening up to Varys. Like I am checking on my sister. I'm trying to see exactly what she's about. And this is something Varys is a little bit worried about. I mean, he he talks well. I mean, some of this some of that Illyrio plot that's going on between Varys. Uh, and 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 Illyrio is is maybe in jeopardy because of all this chaos, or or it could be thriving because because of the chaos exactly. too. So exactly, um, yeah, something to think about there. So um, okay, so again, their conversation is just uh, kind of um, con- uh, continuing a little bit. Um, you know, he he wants Varys to tell him all all of what he knows. Um, they start talking a little bit about a bastard child. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there was, yeah. there was another batter, uh, bastard, a boy, a little bit older. I took steps to see him removed from harm's way, but I confess I never dreamed the babe would be a risk. Um, a baseborn girl, less than a year old with a whore for a mother, you know, what threat could she possibly pose? Um, she was Roberts. That was certainly enough for Cersei. It would seem, um, you know, I must blame myself for that poor sweet babe and her mother who were so young and loved the King. Um, so, and again, this is where you start to get a little bit more about, um, I mean, it, it, they don't really t- go deeper into that, but um, we will come up, we will come across some of Robert's bastards because um, there is a big difference kind of between the book and the the show is that you have Gen- uh, Gendry or Gendry as, as sometimes mm-hmm. he's referred to in the, in the audio book. Um, and uh, he actually kind of fills the role of both his own character and also, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Edric. Uh, Storm. Mm-hmm. Edric, Edric Storm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That character, that character's kind of blended. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, they they start to talk about these these bastards and 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 things. And you know, I've, I've been kind of beating around the bush here, but really, what Tyrion's after is whether or not Cersei is behind the, this assassination exactly. and, and exactly. things, right? I mean, uh, and we and we also are privy to some information a couple chapters ago, right? With with Arya and um, the Gold Cloaks showing up there, trying to. Mm-hmm bring him back or uh, maybe kill him. So mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. And that's just something he, he doesn't, that's, uh, it, it, I, I think too, I don't know that he, gosh, you, you can see Varys was trying to help Gendry out, gets him out of the city. Doesn't think that they're going to attack the babe, thinks that the babe is safe and, and whatnot, but it does show you a little how, like kind of how crazy 
Cersei is if she right being behind if she's behind this this plot to to kill mm -hmm. um, these these children. I think the questions even pose like what threat would this uh, base born um, you know yeah. female child be to to these other right. to her children right right for yeah and well and from Tyrion and Varys's point of view nothing yeah. but from Cersei's point of view who's uh, everything. Everything, yeah. Which I, yeah, right. Which I, yeah, is exactly a little bit, uh, just a difference in in the way they view, um, they view things, and so, uh, you know, they they go on a little bit, uh, a little bit more about there, and he's kind of asking about, you know, what what happened, right, um, with with Eddard Stark, um, you know, he's he's asking. This is where they start. They start talking about power a little bit. Yeah, the riddle. Um, yeah, exactly. Which I which I think is 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 kind of interesting. There's a, there's a line uh, later that's um, I think is really important. Um, Varys smiled here then power resides where men believe it resides no more no less mm -hmm. yeah and that's sort of the answer to the riddle yeah mm -hmm. um, well, yeah so that's that as I was mentioning earlier um, it, you're looking at like like who holds the power and really mm -hmm. you look at is it the is it the swordsman the guy that has the sword um, who could oppose a king or is it the king who has the power to call these other swordsmen um, or is it the guy who has all the money who's backing the king or who could back um, a bunch of cell swords. Right. And it really just come, as he says, kind of comes down to this idea that it's, it's um, it is where, wherever you put it. I mean, they even talk about the high septum was there at the, uh, on the stage and like the seven, right. What power did they mm -hmm. have to intervene or did this, was this of their doing? I mean, exactly. Well, you know, and then, uh, well, let's get a little tinfoil here. Okay. okay. Uh, the line immediately preceding that, um, he says, uh, so power is a mummer's trick. Uh, he says, a shadow on the wall, Varys murmured, yet shadows can kill, which is interesting because we do see a shadow kill uh, yep. later. Um, he says that oftentimes a very small man can cast a very large shadow, um, possibly referring to Tyrion. And in, uh, what is it, John, uh, you know, or one of the early John chapters in A Game of Thrones where they're at the feast. John yeah. goes out. John goes outside. Uh, that's when Tyrion does kind of the backflip uh, thing yeah. and lands, and then yeah. he cast a shadow as large as a king. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I know. What's what? What are we saying there? I mean, is yeah. Is, so there's a there's a really a lot in a lot to kind of break down in just that 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 little segment right there. Um, so uh, you go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, I think I think one thing there is is again they're kind of complimenting one another. I mean, they're building mm -hmm. that friendship. I mean. Varys yep. doesn't have to say it that way, but he does, and mm -hmm. he he chooses his words very carefully, and that's exactly. sort of what makes Tyrion kind of smile, right? Mm -hmm. He says he even says, "I'm growing strangely fond of you." Mm -hmm. Yeah, I may so. kill you yet, but I think I'd feel I'd feel sad about it. Yeah, um, and you know, I mean, look in the in you could almost argue in yeah. the in the show in the show he does yeah he does. I know you know but, uh, he does he certainly uh, kind of yeah doesn't doesn't do anything when when Varys is killed by Daenerys so I mean who knows who knows what happens there but um you know then he says I'll take that with high praise and then he says what are you Varys yeah not who but what are you yeah yep. I'm just saying uh <laughs> but um you know then they, they kind of go back and forth he says you know I'm a eunuch I'm a spider um you know and Tyrion says you know people have called me a half man too 
yet, you know, I'm still a man. Uh, then he asked him, uh, you know, who cut you, Avaris, when and why? Uh, you know, the eunuch's smile never uh, flickered, but his eyes glittered. He says, you're kind to ask my lord, but th- my tale is long and sad, and we have treasons to discuss. And they will bring that up later. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they start talking a little bit more about um, just some some goings on in the... Uh, in the capital, nothing I would say on I don't think it's anything of significant um, uh, importance Some smaller lords uh, and things like that. And then they, he talks a little bit about, um, you know, uh, his men, you know, like Timmet killed somebody, uh, you know, yeah. and, and, and stuff like that. But the real kind of end um, uh, to this. Oh. Is um oh god sorry uh, as we're talking about Varys I literally just looked over on my on what? my microphone and there was a spider no. staring me down. I'm dead serious I just uh, totally you freaked, freaked, out. freaked out I freaked out there for a second <laughs> <laughs> uh, look out man god. look out I mean literally I see something out of the corner of my eye I'm like what the what is that look over it's a so, spider literally staring me he's not a merman oh he's my god. he's a spider he's a spider I okay. yeah oh my god I, it is I wish I I, I I wish I had my my webcam on so I could have recorded that. Oh my god, where, <laughs> where did it go? Okay, uh, where did it where did it go? I flicked it into the wall. So, um, <laughs> whew, okay, give me a second. <laughs> Just, hey uh, man, kinda, collect hey, yourself. Kinda, spiders are no ooh, joke. All right, like geez, man, I don't. There's few things I don't mess around with. Spiders and snakes. Oh yeah, um, yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Woo. Okay. Anywho, um. Give me. Uh, I got yeah, you here. So, so the end of this, yeah. This is yeah. Like, <laughs> Shay, uh, Shay is is yeah. What, yeah, what, he's, think, what, he's what, thinking. What Tyrion back. wants. Right. He's 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 the. Yeah, that's what he wants. I mean, he's all this stuff is, and this is where I think he there's this boyish side to him who he just wants to. He he, he wants love. I mean, he wants. He talks about maybe one day getting married and and uh, having a son. Uh, with his wit and Jamie's looks and and different things and and so. It's like, yeah, the Game of Thrones is going on around him, and I think, but he's also letting his guard down a little bit and saying, like, or thinking, anyways, and we're kind of seeing this too, that he wants this life uh, later on. It's something that he hopes mm-hmm. for and that he that he wishes for. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really just a big chapter where they're kind of we're we're getting to see some of the dynamic between Tyrion and Cersei. We're setting up for sort of a a showdown. It's like he's getting his guys ready to go versus her guys, and. They're not necessarily going to work together, and that's sort of the problem. She doesn't. I don't know what's the deal. You know, she doesn't like mm-hmm. like her brother. Like whatever. Like you guys are. God, I mean, I. So I like Tyrion so much because, what the heck, Cersei? You know, like this is supposed to be your flesh and blood. Someone who, I mean, they blame him for the death the death of their mother, and it's just like that's that's baloney, right? Mm-hmm. But anyways, it, it's like we're setting up for this showdown, and. She is positioning her people. He is trying to figure out what's going on. And he's been, and he's also in the eyes of his father. He wants his father to show up here and, and say like, yeah, straighten this out as best I could. Like it's a mess because of Cersei and because of Joffrey, but here I am doing what I can. And through that, Varys kind of admires him. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Sorry, man. You know, hey, spiders jump out at me, and now, I'm, now, and then I get, then I, I get all lost. You know, hey, Varys is a spider. Okay, he's not a merman. I'll, yeah, I'll say it. The gods yeah. are clearly are clearly trying to. Are trying They're to speaking to you. Something. They're speaking <laughs> to me. Um, okay, so all right. Well, let's let's move on over. We got some ravens here. Um, so uh, we got one from Maglum here, and I can I can uh, I'll, I can read this one here. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah. So, so I've heard you mention uh, recently that you were interested in Ravens related to where characters have ended up and where they may go in the coming books. I have some thoughts here, but there are more questions and speculations than anything else. Assuming, as you suggest, that uh, TV show Jorah does fill in for John Connington to a degree, does this mean that John Connington will go to the Citadel and have his grayscale treated by Sam? What if this happens after Sam figures out John's heritage, as he does in the show? Uh, he could see this as a case of this man is close friends with John's brother, so I need to help him. It would give a reason for him to push harder for treatment of the grayscale. Uh, something which, you know, uh, Sam could be uh, quite squeamish about. Uh, he says, furthermore, he might end up telling John Connington who uh, could then, uh, you know, who could then pass it on to a young Griff slash, uh, you know, false Aegon or Aegon, mm-hmm. um, making uh, him one of the first people in Westeros to know. How do you think such a situation would affect Aegon or influence his choices? Could we see more of a potential alliance between the brothers uh, before Danny comes over, or would there be a degree of animosity due to the nature of Rhaegar's essential betrayal of uh, Elia Martell? I am not as well versed in these characters, so I'm not sure. What do you think, my good sirs? Uh, Truth Cup's deepest Maglum, the Westward Warlock, uh, idiot mm. savant, and master of the <laughs> Star uh, Arcana. <laughs> Oh, Maglum, I miss you. I, uh, I miss you, buddy. We gotta get mm-hmm. back into a, a Raven's Nest soon. So we, we do can, need a Raven's Nest soon. Yeah, yes, that is so we can, that is we can we talk where that is that is that is coming soon. Yeah, we gotta talk to our bannerman. Uh, I mm-hmm. mean, I think this is a great question, and and uh, he's taking he's taking what you've been saying, Sir Matt, and he's taking it a little bit further and asking the question like, I mean, really, again, John Connington, if he is there uh, and he is. Jorah Mormont, right, taking the place of him, and he's there getting his grayscale uh, healed or fixed by Sam. And Sam is discovering at this point in time that Rhaegar and Elia had an annulment and and all that good stuff. If that goes down the same sort of way in the books, what does John Connington do with that information? So, again, that's a lot of what-ifs to put him at the Citadel. Um, you know, they're trying to figure out what to do with this with this information, does he go back to young Griff and does he tell him like, Hey, um, here's the deal. I mean, you, you have potentially a brother, um, from another mother, right? I mean, brother from another mother. Yeah. And, and, and so like, and then does he try to make an alliance or does he, maybe he says like, and he doesn't know, he has no idea that Mm -hmm. he has a claim. Now, young Griff's claim air quote would be stronger because he is the elder brother. Um, and yeah, so so there's that. Do they get together? I almost think like an idea could be that if they did, if that did happen uh, that way, that w- you could see Danny then kind of turn into um, that, like that madness could set in. I mean, the Mad exactly. Queen could come out. I mean, she could be pissed about that. And right now we're, we're set up to where he he's trying to almost like pave the way for her and court her and possibly marry her. Like that might, that's what young Griff, I think, is is thinking and John Connington is pushing for. But as we know, sort of these uh, are our best laid plans, right, of mice and men often go kind of a, you know, uh, not the way we, we envisioned them. And mm-hmm. so here we go. Maybe he does have to kind of make an alliance with his with his um, uh, brother or he just tries to maybe he thinks that's a good thing to do. And it was the wrong move because now she's saying, well, they already know each other and there's an alliance there. I can't have that. Uh, that would be. Um, mm-hmm. Some more infighting, and that's just that's just too bad because there's so few Targaryens, right? And that that's not what you want. Um, 
but that's a direction it could go. Do you, do you have thoughts? I mean, you think it could go a different different way, or yeah, I mean, unless it's unless that is the whole three heads of the dragon thing, right? And they all you know, work they, together. Sure, they all they yeah they, they they all work together. Yeah, young Griff, young Griff is really. Well, first, let me start with John Connington. You and I, 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 I've kind of said I do think that may be how Sam finds out is through John Connington. But how do we get John Connington to, um, how do we get him to the Citadel where he's at currently, which is them uh, sailing to Westeros essentially to war? Um, it could be similar to the way that Jorah is dismissed from Danny, where. Um, you know, she finds out that mm-hmm. he has grayscale, go seek a cure and then come back to me. So that would be a way for it to happen. Um, so that he goes to the Citadel, um, and then he gets cured possibly by Sam kind of explains a little bit about, about who he is. Um, right. Because, because in the show, it's kind of more of a moment for Jorah in that, um, you know, Sam t- tells him about his dad dying, right? You know, he says, Oh, I served under um, uh, Jor Mormont, right? Yeah, um, and so that is also kind of a, a big moment for Jorah as well. So it could be different with John Connington if they're talking a little bit about who's who's going on. Maybe Sam um, reads it and doesn't really think anything of it. The you know as um, you know in the show, Gilly tells Sam, "Oh, there was an annulment, right, in the in this wedding," and maybe he doesn't think anything of it until. John Connington shows up and he starts talking about Rhaegar and he's like, no, you know, so mm-hmm. maybe, well, maybe, mm. maybe, maybe John or John Connington legitimately believes that he is um, Aegon Targaryen and Rhaegar's son and may come to find out through Sam that might that might not be the uh, the case and start questioning it. And maybe that, you know, ties into a bigger Varys blackfire mm-hmm. rebellion plots i mean there's a ton of ways you could yeah. go with it if and, and again it could actually be jorah that goes you know it could i don't i don't think so but i mean right you, you, you never know so well okay so so i mean here's something um just to kind of back up like we've often asked at the end of robert's rebellion what was who knew what um mm. who knew rhaegar's plan there's some really like, like you have the King's Guard in places that they shouldn't be, and you have Rhaegar setting stuff up. There's the Tower of Joy, Lyanna Stark, whatever. Um, so just looking at the end of, of that rebellion and looking at um, Connington, I mean, he is he's fighting the rebellion. He actually ends up killing, uh, I think it's like John Aaron's nephew, um, but he is uh, he's almost killed. He's almost killed by Robert, and he actually ends up retreating. And this is like the Battle of the Bells, right? And it's it's lost. And he gets back to right. the Mad King, and the Mad King like holds him responsible and mm-hmm. and exiles him, stripping him of his titles, passing the rule of Griffin's Roost to his son, Sir, Sir Ronald. Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, to just to Sir Ronald Connington. Um, yeah. And what did, did he go speak with Rhaegar beforehand? Was there was there was he? It on did he have some intel right what, what mm. did he know i guess and, and like what could he tell us in these upcoming chapters could he reveal more about that time period he's one of those characters kind of like a Helen reed who could tell you something because he was there he was around um does it make sense Absolutely. so i i, I feel like we're Absolutely, gonna get yeah quite a bit from him uh even if he does die of mm-hmm. uh grayscale, grayscale. Or, or whatever um mm-hmm. 
and maybe he won't. And and maybe again, um, you know, we we end up seeing in in the show we right. end up seeing and Jorah up around Winterfell. So maybe right, Connington and, does exactly. And way. you know, there's there's another scenario too in which if young say young Griff dies, and so he's kind of like, um, what do I? Sorry, I thought the spider was was on me. Look out! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? Anytime there's a spider uh, in the room, and now I'm like, you know, I flicked it across. Is it dead? You know, you just start to feel. It could like be anywhere. Hair. You just start to feel your hair stand up, and you're like, yeah. is it? Is it? on me okay like, yeah he's near um, you for sure I, there was a you know i don't think i, I don't think that you uh there's an i think you edited it out but i remember yeah. there was an episode of bend the knee earlier uh last summer where you had a ladybug issue uh going on and i think we edited, I, I think we edited or you like turned your mic off or something but you were texting me and you were like there are literally ladybugs everywhere like, all over the place and so i think i was just like covering and so i was like yeah you know just keep going on and going for us but right so, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah yeah that sorry, was just, so, yeah. sorry just uh sir matt's freaking out a little <laughs> bit over here but um the show will go on um yeah. but uh yeah so i think um Let's say that young Griff loses. Like, let's say he dies, right? Um, mm -hmm. Then maybe John Connington's like, I don't know what to do. So he just goes to the Citadel to try to get the grayscale removed. So that that's you know that sets up a totally um, yeah. different scenario. I mean, heck, you could get there, and then um, he could talk to Sam about a little bit about what's been going on. Um, yeah. You know, maybe speed. maybe yeah. find out. Maybe find out. Yeah, we we went north to take out Mance Raider, and maybe John Connington's like Mance Raider. You know, I mean, if, I mean, that could. You know, if you want to do, maybe maybe you don't get maybe you don't get the whole Jon Snow is whoever. But I mean, if the Mance Raider is Rhaegar theory is something that is true, maybe we could learn a little bit more about it there. You know, I mean, there's there's a ton. It there's just a lot of possibilities. That open yeah. up from what I totally believe is happening in the books is that it will be John Connington at the Citadel getting grayscale removed with Sam. Um, and that may be, um, you know, kind of your your point of reference to be like, OK, here's kind of here's kind of some some things that happened. Yeah. You know, one thing you said that is interesting because um, you think about how John Connington could be used. If any of those other theories about Sir Arthur Dane or Rhaegar exactly. or whatever end up being true the person who can point to the truth in it would be john i mean mm -hmm. he would maybe know know his old friend or he would be able to see through any disguise that they're wearing or mm -hmm. or under you know i don't know like if you really know someone and he was again in love with Rhaegar um and his mm -hmm. best friend and stuff so yeah, yeah maybe he would be you know what yeah what if he just goes back let, let's say Aegon, so if Aegon loses and john connington's like what do i do so he goes to get his grayscale removed and sam's like i'm going back to the wall and maybe John Connington's like, you know what? Like, I'll go with you because mm -hmm. I got like nothing else, you know, to live for. And then he runs into Jon Snow. I mean, there's there's just so many different um, yeah. possibilities that you can do um, with him. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, again, it, and yeah. if he's going to be at the Citadel and back to my theory of uh, of Rainey's. I'll be in you got there. that too. You got that too. Yeah, so. yeah, right. If that's if that's yeah. a, a card. He's he's honestly probably the character I'm kind of most intrigued about to see um what's gonna happen in Winds of Winter because it's just this other huge player that the show never even touched. And it's like I mean it 
it's I I would I think you could make an argument him and then of course you know Lady Stoneheart are the two biggest players. But Lady Stoneheart, I think I don't know if Lady Stoneheart is uh, as will be as big of a player um, in possibly changing the story as much. I know we say that sometimes, but like I'm just kind of thinking about it right now. I think Aegon's probably bigger just because he represents so much more. Whereas Lady Stoneheart, I think that you you could find some very easy outs like to get her out of the story, um, unless that's going to be something you know huge and epic um i think you and i are have kind of said before we think she might fill in some of um that stuff that we got with baelish right you know like you know season season yeah. seven we've, we've talked before about in the show it almost felt like with with Littlefinger, they just didn't know what to do with him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i and like some of that stuff i think it's gonna be totally different yeah yeah for sure um one more thing though just on uh with uh in regards to this uh, raven we have here from Maglum, mm-hmm. he, he brings up a point, and I just want to make a comment on this. The The idea that um, if you think that Rhaegar betrayed Elia in getting with um, Lyanna. Lyanna, right? Then, and, oh, God, I don't even know. Uh, yeah. Well, we're going to have to talk after. I, I have another another idea to hit me. But, like, like the idea is, and what Maglum's asking is, like, would that cause animosity between... Um, young Griff or fake yeah. guy Aegon mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever Aegon Targaryen, whatever would that cause some tension just because they have different mothers? I mean, we right? talk a lot it's, about it in our in our Heron Hall series on Patreon. I mean, I'm sure Maglum's listened to that, but just for yeah. other other people listening, we do we do a, there's a four part um big Heron Hall series on Patreon. We t- we talk a lot about about that, but um. Yeah, I don't know though. Um, it, it, that's that one's kind of hard, actually. I think I would actually love like to do a really dedicated episode on that uh, at some point because it's hard to say because the Dornish, you know, seem to be the most okay with, you know, having lots of spouses and whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Also, you know, it, he wanted another uh, another child, and it didn't seem like it was really gonna happen with her i mean it probably would have killed her um and so that that part we don't really kind of know um yeah you know whether or not he actually truly loved her or not a lot of that has to do with you know his his relationship with with liana again we talk a lot about that in that big uh attorney at heron hall um Mm -hmm. series on on our patreon but uh, so i don't really want to spoil any any of that but um yeah that is that uh I don't. I would. I don't know that he necessarily betrayed her, um, but I. I think for a lot, a lot of the realm certainly views it as so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Wh- yeah. For sure. Wh- one more thing here. Just you know, we, we we were talking about the differences between show and book and how they can be quite different. Um. For example, and this is. Ah, I'm just gonna say this. Major, major spoilers. Um. I don't typically do this. Like you know, Winds of Winter chapter stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to quickly mention it so you can just skip ahead about you know 30 seconds or something and, and we'll be done with it but the whole idea that that um princess ariana is on her way to see uh young griff or or Aegon and, per, and perhaps seal some sort of marriage pack mm-hmm. is a whole other thread that's not like not in the show at all like there's a whole this whole other group and again young griff himself and john connington are as well but then just this whole relationship between them and Dorn makes it a big deal. Like it's a, he's a, he's a legitimate threat. And that's something that Kevin Lannister is like, 
looking at it at the end of the uh, the end of dance and saying, yeah, this is legit. Like, like mm-hmm. we got to be careful about this John, you know, Connington character. He's he's not just he's not just coming back to re- to reclaim his seat. He's coming at well, with the Golden Company, and mm-hmm. this is this is something we got to look into. Mm-hmm. And again, again, it's a reread podcast, right? So, I mean, we know Kevin Lannister is killed. Exactly. Because he's the only because he has that view right now. Now, look at who kills him and then look at who that individual is supporting and who who they might want to um, have a an easy path uh, to to Storm's End and then maybe, you know, on into King's Landing. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Exactly. Crazy. So. All right. Well, um, I think we got one. We want to do one more here. Uh, yeah. So this is this is interesting. So we have uh, Sir, Sir David, the blacksmith of House um of House Firewood, uh, whose words are work smart, work hard. Um, mm-hmm. Sent us a raven here, and this is about um, kind of the legend of, of uh, Jonquil uh, in, in, in Florian. Mm-hmm. Um, Sansa, he starts off with the title, this is Sansa's Jonquil, and Florian is the Hound, um, Sandor Clegane. So, while most Game of Thrones fans wanted to see Clegane Bowl, I'm still hoping to see the payoff of the unkiss between Sansa and the Hound. Uh, the Hound is my favorite character, and I am very much hoping that the two of them end up together. Uh, Gurm had has made the connection between Sansa and Jonquil almost unmissable. Um, Sir mm-hmm. Dantos explicitly calls her Jonquil several times. Sansa thinks of Jonquil often and pines for that sort of fairy tale romance. Um, Sandor, however, is dismissive of what he views as um, you know childness. Uh, he uh, was forced to grow up fast and grow up hard. Underneath it all, though, I'm convinced he longs for the innocence that he lost as a child. Um, that's why he is so drawn to Sansa. Um, you know, he does he does what he does and uh, became who he became out of necessity and eventually uh, renounces the life of cruelty he was forced into. When stressed, um, he asked Sansa to sing a song of Jonquil. Uh, subconsciously wanted to be comforted because deep down he wants to believe in fairy tales. Sansa falsely remembers several times sharing a kiss with Sandor, uh, which the community um, has called the unkiss. Gurm has indicated that this is indeed a false memory um, and that it will pay off in the future. Why does she misremember it and bring it up so often? Because deep down she wants to be with Sandor. However, much um much on the uh, surface she doesn't uh, remember also what Jonquil or when Jonquil met Florian her first words to him were you are no knight which is exactly how Sandor uh, refers to himself uh, Sansa and Sandor would in my opinion make the perfect uh, if unlikely couple she would bring the innocence back into the life he's had to to bury and he would help protect her. Uh, and help remind her how the how real um, how the real world often works. So again, mm-hmm. that's Sir David the blacksmith. Um, that I like. I love this. This is great. This is cool. This is not something we we talk a lot about. And you know, it is it is something she she misremembers and she does often think about the hound a lot. She does. Right. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people that think that they may get together. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, she's with. I mean, right now, next up on her list uh, is is Harry the heir, and she there in the Erie with this whole you know tournament that they have going on, um, yeah, that Peter Baelish is is putting on. Um, but after that, who knows? It's, it's possible. 
that that they, that they could end up together, and I really like this, and I like the connection. Well, if, um, I think yeah. I think it's possible the Hound may if the Hound joins up with the um, Brotherhood without banners. Again, you mm-hmm. and I have talked a lot about Sansa seems kind of the most hard to get to where she's needs to be in the show um, with the Knights of the Vale and stuff like that because it just doesn't you know, and then showing up for the Battle of Winterfell because it just seems. There's just a lot of pieces that need to move around to get her there. I think it's possible, you know, uh, she, she may end up running into the Brotherhood Without Banners and seeing Lady Stoneheart. Um, and, yeah, you, may, you know, maybe, she, maybe she's reunited with the Hound then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 perhaps. I th- there, there is so much, though. This is great. This is actually really cool because there is a lot of layers when you look at her liking the story of Jonquil and like Florian. Um, and here's the quote, right? So I'm going to go back to like, this is basically it's, So for folks who don't know, this is sort of a, a legendary character from the age of heroes. Um, and it's Jonquil sung about there. There are tales about them falling about uh, her falling in love with the knight named Florian, um, the fool. And the quote is, yes, yeah, you know, Jonquil says, you are no knight. I know you, you are Florian, the fool. Uh, he says, I am, my lady, as great a fool as ever lived and as great a knight as well. Um, a fool and a knight? I have never heard of such a thing. Sweet lady, all men are fools and all uh, men are knights uh, where women are concerned. So mm-hmm. this is someone who's like, like at the tourney of Ashford. They're kind of putting mm-hmm. on this play or whatever. But yeah, it's a legendary sort of like tale. And, hey man, and it's, um, in, it's in the hedge night. Yeah, it's in the hedge night. And it's yep. it's. um. Like Marillion sings about uh, Junkwell when he's in the sky cells and and stuff, and it, there, all this is sort of like surrounding um, Sansa. And again, maybe it's just something that she thinks about. But then, who is her her Florian, right? Like, mm-hmm. who is that? Who is that individual? I mean, she again. Uh, there's just there's so much there because Sir, Sir Dantos was the fool, right? He is a fool. He is that um, guy who was a knight who then is made a fool and and everything. And so, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's cool. I think it'd be kind of really neat, and it would mm-hmm. be really interesting to see a different side of of the Hound um, with with Sansa. See them together. Yeah, yeah so. uh, absolutely. So, all right. Well, uh, I think that is it for us this week, guys. Be sure to uh, catch us over here on on Patreon for uh, extended edition. Um, basically, we do these at the end of of all of our episodes now um, on Patreon, where we just kind of dive down some of the the deeper deeper kind of crazy rabbit holes so who knows we cut loose some, you who, who knows you know we, we chase talk, spiders we, we, yeah okay i'm i'm looking <laughs> for it okay i got my feet under the table and it's really dark under there so i've been kind yeah. of shining my certainly my phone on as a flashlight just making sure uh you know i don't get bit by a spider here as we're going to be talking probably about some Varys, possibly being a merman you know, uh, <laughs> just all the things we do over there on Extended Edition. So, uh, yeah. But anyway, we want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter 9, Aria 3 of A Clash of Kings. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week. And remember that the night is dark and full of spiders.